Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 313, Tuning Your Ergonomics. Indie Music Podcast now has a Patreon at patreon.com slash indie underscore musiccast. And we invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and I get together for coffee and discuss listener-requested topics on tuners and thoughts on studio ergonomics. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, Matt. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Uh, Good morning. I'm doing fine. Thank you. (laughs) Got my cans on today. I usually do earbuds, but they're around here somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) I took them off and put them somewhere, and now I'm just going to use these. How's it Do you have any problems with uh, bleed from your earbuds? No. No. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. Well, not surprisingly, because I don't, I, don't, I don't use my studio monitors when I have the earbuds in, so there's no... Yeah, no, but your, your uh, microphone doesn't pick up uh, no. your earbuds at all? No, I don't have them that loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It's not been a problem. You know, birds, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's another story. Oh, it's pretty quiet today. I shouldn't tempt the uh, the leaf blower gods, though. <laughs> well, I, they, they could be outside. It wouldn't matter here. I've got uh, like eight inches of concrete behind well, yeah, the walls. Well, yeah, you're, you're, un, you're underground. <laughs> underground. In your, in your uh, undisclosed location, in your bunker. In my bunker. Oh, I like it. <laughs> There's probably already a bunker studios, isn't there? I believe that there is. Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there isn't, there should be. That's a good name. So what's new? What's going on? We uh, we kind of uh, lost track of the week. I can't believe it's Saturday. I didn't I think, think it was Saturday. <laughs> contrary to last week, it was like it never got here, you know? Right. But, uh, this this week, wow, the week really flew by. Oh, you uh, think so? I had the opposite. I I yeah. thought, well, I thought today having... was another work day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, end day. Well, I guess my, my week started out that way. Um, and uh, uh, not really knowing. What day it was. Uh, <laughs> around Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, it was foggy as to what act- the, the actual day of the week was. Right. And um, they were just sort of running together. But um, no, it really, it, you know, got here quick. I, I it have the feeling like. This is going to be a real fast weekend, and and I was going to know, say the same. It'll yeah, be like where to go? <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> whenever my weekend starts with my wife going. So, what's your list look like? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. why do you ask? Why yeah, do you? What are you, you planning on uh, doing anything productive? Uh, <laughs> like, so she's literally like, so how long is your list? And I'm like, ah, uh, it's it's longish. <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to dump on me? Yeah. But do you want to compare? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's usually me that asks her, so what do you have for me? Because I'm, you know, planning the weekend. I'm like, I want to slot things in properly. But this was a first where she's like, so how long is your list? Because I have some ideas about what we're going to do this weekend. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, take a trip, you know, go somewhere fun, go for hiking. No, it's like, like going to organize cables. I'm going <laughs> to... Um, work on my, uh, uh, studio ergonomics, um, going to, uh, 
contemplate what it <laughs> what it means to um, <laughs> to be an independent to pan media. left or right or you know right uh, you no. know all these different studio things you know you know I mean does <laughs> does uh, using a different tuner on a guitar from one place to another really matter? Uh, I think it's a good idea to use the same one everywhere, but um, <laughs> just for consistency's sake, you don't know how the difference between brands are. I mean, like, yeah, but like, <laughs> like I have a tuner in Logic, right? So there's a plugin, there's a tuner plugin, and I yeah. can put that on. And if I'm doing in the box stuff, I'll use. Are you that. a 440 guy? just because it's easier. I don't think it sounds better. I actually like to tune my guitars a little sharp, um, uh, believe it or not. But I, noticed that. I have noticed that when I use one kidding. of those clip-on tuners, it's it, and I tune to that, it's different than when I take that same guitar that I've tuned to the clip-on tuner, which is literally just the actual vibration of the, of the guitar, and then plug it in and then use the, the Logic tuner it's different. Like everything looks to the signal like it's not in tune anymore. Like it's all flat. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I don't like that. You know, I've got this, um, it's just a cheap, the old uh, sign up, you get, uh, or sign up a friend and you get a, a $5 tuner yeah. deal from Re Reverb. You yeah, know? yeah, that's what I have. I have a Reverb. I do too. <laughs> the thing works it great. It works fine. I've had it for years. Um, and I don't know, uh, when I've tuned up with other people and they're using their tuners and I'm using my tuner, it always works out. Yeah. Um, tuning. I think like if I'm recording, I'm using the tuner in my DAW, um, mm -hmm. then I'm using that. I'm not using one. I'm not using both for right. any reason. Right. I'm just, I'm just tuning to whatever it is. And I think a matter of what, uh, uh, a few cents, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, probably doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I agree. And then there's the, you know, there's my pedal, which is, uh, you know, the old Boss TU2. That one seems different as well. And those, I know those are also adjustable. Like you can adjust where they, where they start from. And I bought it used and I have always kind of wondered if somebody did an adjustment. <laughs> and I think yeah. I once reset it to factory, but... Do do be careful if you buy a used tuner pedal <laughs> that they didn't do some kind of a modification to it. Check it against <laughs> something else. It's a it's a workhorse though. Those TU twos. Yeah, I think a lot of it's relative too. You know, uh, yeah. so if you're if you're with other uh, with other musicians and you guys are kind of tuning to each other, sure. Uh, you know, and you might start out by you know tuning up you know with your you know with your pedal or with the clip on or something like that. Yeah, and then. You know, and then the band kind of tunes together, at least for live music. That's the way that we do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, you know, catch those things in, uh, you know, in sound check and stuff like that. But Well, that's, you know, that's but, an interesting point because it doesn't really matter if you're always being consistent. If your bandmate has a different tuner, you, you kind of have to trust that they're all kind of on the same level, right? Because you're not all yeah. going through the same pedal. And to be honest, it's never a problem. And, you know, and everybody no. on stage has got their own tuners. and right. It, you know, there's never really a problem there. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe in the studio and you're uh, being really particular or something like that. Um, what do you do? Pass the same tuner around? You know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen anybody do that. I, I've never seen that happen. Um, no, I haven't either. My, my, my personal opinion is it really doesn't matter. You use whatever tuner you want as long as it's not broken. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the only 
The only important thing to, is to check just it. Just use a tuner. <laughs> is to, well, use a tuner, but check it because I know that um, a lot of them now, uh, you can switch on the tuner itself. You can switch between guitar, bass, violin, cello. <laughs> just make sure it's on the correct thing before you start. Yeah. <laughs> so it won't always I've got a, it I've got a TC polytuner. I, I like that. Oh, okay. Um, that's on my board. I think TC Electronics uh, is, uh, is an underrated uh, pedal maker. I think they make good, oh, solid, inexpensive stuff. I do stuff. too. I've got a few. Uh, well, not a few. I've got a couple uh, TC pedals on my board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I like uh, I like the little mini pedals that uh, take up less room. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm kind of a, a one pedal for one specific job kind of person. Yeah. So um, I don't need a whole lot, except for my distortion pedal. I've got um, a, a dual fusion. And it's basically got uh, like an overdrive and a distortion in it. And you can blend those and route one, you know, you can route the uh, distortion into the overdrive or the overdrive into the distortion, however you want, and then blend those together. And, um, but for the most part, I try and keep stuff simple. It's when you get into like the spatial stuff and the, the, the digital reverbs and delays. I mean, that stuff's just, it really gets complicated because there's just so much. Sure. Um, There's, there's so many ways to configure it you know and uh you know and the presets and and everything uh you could spend all your time <laughs> you know uh working on programming your pedals and stuff like that yeah and, uh, i just try to find a few things that i like and then go with those yeah i, I kind of think that that's that's important i like the simplicity of that i mean i know that there are people now that you use the kind of like rack effects and that you can like stage scenes the way you do with your um your routing on your on your desk there you can stage a scene for a song here's yeah. this whole setup with the this routing and this level of delay and this reverb and then switch scenes <laughs> it's yeah. like having a digital uh you know caddy or gopher or whatever <laughs> yeah i mean i have the ability with my uh with my pedal switcher to uh, program, like if let's say you had like a, a, a three set gig mm-hmm. um, and you could have, you could program in your three sets and, and within each set you could program in each song and then basically have a preset for each song with then, um, you know, being able to switch over to your solo, sure. uh, you know, in that song and stuff like that, if you wanted to. So if, if your set list didn't change very often, and you could you could set it up for like your like say you're going on tour or whatever and you're going to be doing the same thing over and over yeah, except yeah. for a few things, you know. Um, then you can basically program it in so like yeah here's set one song one and right. everything that you got for you know is set up for you automatically. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, I, and I've seen some guys talk about you know and then they go further and they set up the verse, chorus, and solo in each one of those you know <laughs> and so it's you know, it's got to be weeks in programming yeah, exactly. that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I you know that that falls in line with my long-standing theory of conservation of complexity that I came up with a long time ago. Just if it's going to be that simple on the front end, oh click chorus, click verse, then it has to be extra complex on the back end spending weeks programming all that stuff and getting it just yeah. right, testing it out and all that. You know, and then your your set list changes and <laughs> Right. What song are we doing? Oh no! What, which preset is that? <laughs> yeah, and the vocals is like I'm a little scratchy tonight. I think we need to change, you know, change keys. <laughs> Let's go down a half step. I can't hit those high notes today. Oh, <laughs> then what? I don't know. <laughs> then you get out your, uh, you know, your clip-on tuner. <laughs> 
So I, I mentioned uh, uh, on your list um, studio ergonomics, and I kind of wanted to uh, maybe talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, um, that's a that was an interesting suggestion. Um, yeah. I got mine set up and then kind of left it. The only thing that I really have that's adjustable, honestly, in my studio is my chair height. Yeah. My desk is not really adjustable, and that is a shortcoming of this desk. I put it on little, um, you know, those uh, <clears throat> furniture pads, not risers, but like the little pads that are, I guess they're for keeping your floor from getting stuffed, scuffed or whatever. But just to lift my desk up about a quarter of an inch so that it's more comfortable for my keyboard height. But Yeah. You ever thought about doing like stand up height? I have thought about it. I have rejected that thought. <laughs> yeah. I like that if you're going to be standing there typing and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love sitting for long periods of time, but I also don't love standing for long periods of time. So, yeah. I guess there's a, there's, you know, it's nice to go in between. And they have those things now that sit on top of your desk and lift and lower. That yeah, doesn't I have your whole desk doesn't have to do that. You're you can just have yeah, that. On it top. doesn't play well with with this, right? With my my uh, controller mixer, but um, nothing in my studio moves except I've got this little uh, kind of a C shaped table that I really like. Mm-hmm. It, it it is a nice kind of footrest for and and platform for my keyboard and and trackpad. Oh, and uh, okay, it just rolls around because I like to I like to pivot. Yeah. It, Sometimes when I'm just working straight up, I put my uh, uh, my keyboard and trackpad here. Oh, okay. Um, but most of the time when I'm working on the computer, then uh, my computer is off to the side because I didn't want my computer in front. Right, here. right. Uh, it just tears up the whole stereo image if you've ever. Sure. Like, um, in the way that my mine set it because my speakers are back. Further. Your speakers are far um, away, so any sound is going to bounce off the back of your computer if your computer's facing that way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, I, you, you can kind of see it. I've got a display. And right. it's right there. Yeah, yeah. And um, and my eyesight sucks. And uh, um, and so, but I can zoom that up a little bit. And so I use that for all of my display for uh, for metering and oh, stuff right, like that. Right. It, that works good for that. Um, but my DAW and whatever you know, uh, digital plugins or or routing and things like that are off to the left. And for me, this is like an uh, ergonomic contention point because. Okay. Because I have to rotate. Yeah. And it's. I think the most important thing that uh, that's on my list of, of to-dos is, is to replace this desk here. Yeah, um, I remember you were drawing up some plans or looking, shopping yeah, for a desk. And this this top comes right off and then there's a frame underneath it. But mm-hmm. I, I got to, into looking the um, the way that this is structured. I'd have to like basically kind of rebuild all the framework of the desk underneath here. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Didn't really want to get into that. I didn't want to um, modify the desk so far that it uh, um, didn't work just as it is. I could I could sell it as it is now. I could use it. I could repurpose it for something else. And and I really like it. It's been a good desk. Um, but uh, over here, which is to my to my left when I'm facing forward, is my rack and my computer. And uh, that causes me. It's not so much ergonomics as it is functionality wise for me having to um, rotate out of the sound field in order to make adjustments and rotate back in to discern yeah. what happened in the adjustment versus everything being right here and me not having to move my head and I can make changes and I can, you know, uh, um, have those. Cause as soon as you move out and back in, you right. don't have the same sense. It changes, you know? And, um, and sometimes I'm like, 
I'll look over and I'll um, and I'll I'll find the button and then I'll I'll turn back and I'll look up and then I'll start making changes so that my head's not yeah moving, that's know? almost and, I would almost consider that more of a transition cost than an ergonomic issue. Would you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is ergonomic in a sense is that this is it's low. Um, mm. You know, I have to I have to move to get to it. It's it's um, and uh, and and oftentimes I have to like really lean down. Um, so that, uh, you know, cause some of the, um, the values on, uh, the dials are underneath uh-huh. and they're out of view and I can't see them. I mean, I've oh. had sometimes where I'm like crawling down on the ground so I can, <laughs> you can put a, put a mirror see, down there. <laughs> yeah. I could put a mirror, uh, um, put a webcam. You know, I, I mean, you get kind of get to know where things are, but then comes a time where, well, I need to recall this. What am I actually on? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's, what's the exact value? Because I, and, and also if you're offset of a dial, um, your perspective of right. where <laughs> it is changes depending on your angle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so there's, there's all that excessive <laughs> movement that I have to go through and, and it may not sound like a lot, but do it a lot. And then right. it's like, wow, what a pain in the ass. And, <laughs> you know, and that, uh, for me is like, it's close to a need. It's, it's really, really close to a need. And, um, and I think it would be a functional improvement in, um, in my work as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, uh, w- w- without having to move in and out of the sound field, which is, uh, really the point of having a desk with all of your, all of your gear in it up front here. Um, the same thing holds true because my computers here when in working in, in digital domain, Mm-hmm. Because I have to turn my head to look at um, plugins. Yeah. Now, now perhaps, and I'm thinking about uh, increasing the the size of this display on the wall <clears> up <throat> here. Uh, then I could uh, put plugin UI up on that display sure. and have it large enough where I can read it good enough. Because really, it's it's d- difficult for me to read with with my eyesight at that distance. I see. Uh, so I really got to zoom it up, but so that, which is definitely, you know, that's an ergonomic thing, you, you know, your vision and how far you can see and squinting, you know, and that's things like true. that. That's true. I did, you know, I just had my first um, eye appointment in seven years. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd been putting it off so long. Really? And uh, yeah, we talked about a lot of that stuff. Um, surprisingly. And I, I, I actually attribute it to my stubbornness and wearing glasses. I, actually have glasses and had for a long time, but I don't wear them. <laughs> and she was very surprised that my, um, my vision hasn't changed much in seven years, especially considering my age. And I do kind of attribute that to, uh, forcing my eyes to work harder. I mean, my prescription would be very slight anyway, but I don't, <laughs> you know, I make my eyes do the work instead of make the glasses do the work. Cause I find that my eyes relax and, and get lazy when I, when I wear glasses too much, but you know, uh, like 72 inch displays are, are <laughs> not that expensive now. You can yeah. I keep seeing those at Costco. Like, I don't know who has a living room this big, but boy, if I did, <laughs> I probably would go for that. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be able to fit a 72. No, up I can here, see but there's I, not room, but <clears throat> no, but I could, uh, 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 like a 60 or 65 might even fit. I'd have oh, to measure it. Yeah. But, um, which I think would be big enough. There'd be enough real estate to, uh, uh, you know, set a good resolution and have a few things, uh, you know, on there. Um, uh, p- perhaps uh, could even put my my DAW up there. You know, um, yeah. What size is that one up there now? That's is it like a forty-two. It's it's less. It's it's no more than a forty. I don't okay. think it's a forty-two. 
Yeah, because you can go to 50, 55 for like 300 bucks. Yeah. Like 4K. Like Before nice. this one, I had a 64. And, oh, um, oh. and, but then it died. Right. Remember? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was sad. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and so this was, uh, oh my gosh, I got to get a TV, uh, panel now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, so I was on Best Buy and, and, uh, and got this and delivered the next day. And, uh, it was just what I needed as fast as possible. This will probably end up being my son's TV when he moves out and oh, then okay. I'll re- replace it. That's um, a good idea. Yeah. Well, I do think that ergonomics is a, is a bit of a moving target. I mean, I remember... When I set this room up, because I got, I had the opportunity to set this up from scratch and, you know, pick out a desk. Unfortunately, I picked out the desk kind of like sight unseen and not sat at, which, you know, because mail order. But I had an idea of, you know, where I wanted everything to go. And I kind of set it all up the way I wanted it. And then it's not until you start using it that you go, okay, I need this within arm's reach. I need that within arm's reach. I need my chair to be this location. Therefore, I need the desk to be here away from the wall. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's kind of a... It's kind of an ongoing process, but I, there are there are people who specialize in ergonomic evaluations. Oh, sure, especially at the corporate level. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if it would be worth getting a consultation and have come in and say, "Okay, show me what you do. Okay, let me see what you're reaching for. Let me see where things could go, and just like have them, you know, give a give an evaluation or recommendation." But you can yeah. figure all that out yourself by okay. This is a pain point. This is a pain point. Yeah, where does it hurt? (laughs) Where does it hurt when I reach for blah? How often do I reach for this? Do I reach for this like once a once a month, once a quarter, or do I reach for this like twelve times a day? It makes a huge difference, and and you know, it's like anything. It's process improvement. So I mean, just keep a little notepad and say, okay, what can what what do I need, and how 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 do I solve this little problem? I mean, I guess you know, generalizing it, that's kind of how we do everything, right? Right. But it is. Uh, but other than that, ergonomically, I mean, so you've got a, a fairly new chair, you know. And yeah. I think when people yeah. think of ergonomics, the chair is probably the first thing that people think of, you know. Um, and it's one of the most important things. I do agree. I think so too. You know, and with the a fixed desk height, having an adjustable hair, <laughs> adjustable <laughs> chair, right? It, well, it's you got to have an adjustable chair. Yes. And um, and I use this chair. For for you and me both, having rotatable arms is Correct. important. Yeah, because of guitar tracking. You know, and adjustable lumbar I, uh, headrest. I don't know if you've got a headrest on yours or not. Um, it uh, kind of yeah, I do. Um, yeah. more so than my last one. I don't think my lumbar. I don't think my lumbar is adjustable though. But still, oh, okay. it's there. Yeah. you can always get a little. And pillow. so headrest height, and then uh, angle, and then I think mine can move forward or back as mm. well. Um, and so having those type of adjustments. But I find that I don't use my headrest unless I'm like kicking back. <laughs> I do when I'm taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when so, I've had enough. <laughs> I, you know, but, you know, the most important part, the headrest gets used for location of head position when I'm, um, when I'm measuring my studio. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and so I use that. So I set my chair where I sit and then the headrest represents the back of my neck yeah and i can uh uh, pretty accurately position my microphone to where the center between my ears is you know right and uh, and so i use it for that but uh other than that the headrest is brand new on this chair (laughs) so i don't remember if we talked about that but that's something that i um i think we we differ on this particular thing which is when you're measuring your room and you're measuring the sound waves and the response, uh, you know, of everything in the room. I actually want to be in the chair when I'm measuring the room because that's what's I'm going to be in the chair when I'm listening. So if I'm absorbing or reflecting any sound, I want that to be part of the measurement. 
Well, there's a couple different areas of measurement here. Uh, and the part that I'm talking about is when I'm calibrating the studio monitors for their timing and, uh, uh, and okay. loudness. And, and I don't want to be in the way in that. Um, I use a moving mic method with me in the chair when I'm actually doing the, uh, the EQ graphing. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I like the moving mic method. So I'll sit here and go like, yeah, go like this. I think we know? both saw that on the same uh, Warren Hewitt. Yeah, uh, I've, video. I've watched that video so many times. <laughs> I know, me too. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, just like in a regular, you know, desk situation, the chair is probably important thing number one. I also replaced it. Replaced the casters on this chair. You can get um, inexpensive. Um, they're basically like rollerblade uh, wheels, and yeah. they just pop in and out. And like for like twenty bucks. You can replace your your crappy plastic casters with nice rolling rollerblade wheels. Uh, I don't think they help on carpet, but you know they really help on a on a wood floor. And then keyboard height is important. Your choice of mouse or trackball or whatever, and how that is located is important. You shouldn't be yeah. reaching for any of that stuff. It should be natural hand position. So I like the C table because it's adjustable height. Yeah, I can I can bring the C table up to here if I wanted to. Um, so because it's got uh, a couple, it, it's a tubular frame that uh, with uh, the top portion fitting inside the bottom, and it's got a couple clamp dials on it that you oh, okay. can loosen up and then change the height. Um, so it's really cool. Um, inexpensive table uh, and just exponentially usable for all kinds of different things. And uh, and when not in use, it rolls out of the way nice because it's not too big. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah I got a, um, my desk has a central desk portion that's kind of curved. And then it has this wing on it that has its own casters that I can roll towards me or away from me. And that's oh, cool. where I have my keyboard and my kind of like, um, you know, my inbox. And there's not enough room to roll it all the way away. But it's nice to have an extra place to put stuff like my, um, my you know, my MIDI controller keyboard. Yeah. I don't know about you. And I also don't know what an ergonomic specialist would say. But I don't like to have my wrists setting on the table in front of my keyboard. No, I don't either. There's an air um, gap for me. Yeah. So mine's, I, I like my keyboard and trackpad. Um, or mouse, if you use a mouse, low. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so too. it's so my my elbows, my, you know, in this case, my elbows are on the padded uh, armrests, and uh, and my hands are just low, mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm not supporting the weight of my arms on my wrist because that that's I, after time that really causes me like achiness and stuff like. That. I think that's well, I think that's a good the, way to get why people have too. yeah, that's why people have to have surgery because they're resting yeah. their whole their you know even if it doesn't seem like it, you're resting the weight of your arm on your wrist or your hand, and yeah. um yeah, eventually that just causes swelling and numbness and it's just all kinds of bad. So yeah, yeah. my elbows are on my padded. It's very important for me to have padded armrests. I actually don't like to have no armrest because then I feel like I have to support all that weight. And um, there's an air gap between that and where my keyboard and, and trackpad are, trackball are, and they're lower than. So I don't have to reach to do anything. That's nice. Yeah. The one thing that I only, you know, relatively recently found out is when figuring out your monitor height, you're the, I read and I had to make this adjustment myself because I didn't even know this. If you look at a monitor all the time, the recommendation is to put the top of the monitor relative to the height of your eyes so that you're not looking up. You're looking across or, or more down at it, which I have mine just a little bit higher than that because I don't like it too low. But I think that it's a very natural position to have the top of your monitor relatively close to the uh, to your eye level. The same yeah. way you have and that your happens tweeters to be at exactly, your ear level. That, that's exactly where mine is. Yeah. Uh, I'm, if I look straight across level, I'm, I'm looking 
at the very top edge of uh, of of my monitor. I'm trying um, to remember what level of you know pain is kind of a, in a in a broad term. What level of fatigue or or pain or whatever got rectified by that? But I did notice not right away, but after a little while, a difference after I moved my monitor down from where I had it up. Uh, I like I said, I don't I don't remember exactly what that helped, but I know it helped something. Yeah. Now with the the display that's on my wall, it's about eight feet mm-hmm. approximately away from me. Um, and I like it up. Mm-hmm. I also have it up there because I don't want it in this reflection area. Right. Um, right. Uh, which is where I have my uh, diffusion right below it. And uh, uh, because it, it's, it's a great big reflector, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so it's behind the speakers and it's up. Um, it, it, it is on, on a slight tilt downward. Um, and, but I haven't noticed anything in measurements that, that it's causing any problems. And I mm-hmm. think that it's, um, I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit, but, uh, it, it may be the, uh, the impetus for why I want to have some clouds oh. above me right here. Uh, cause that might be an area audibly. I don't think I notice a difference with or without it there. And, uh, uh, but I think there, there may be, uh, some stuff if I want to get uh, really particular about it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so far it hasn't been an much more of an issue. If I put my monitor right here, it's audibly different. Right. Um, and it affects my, uh, my ability to, to uh, make good decisions on the stereo image with that there. Uh, so that's, that's why the, my computer's off to the side now. I almost feel like if a monitor's far away like that, like you have it on your wall, it's not unlike, you know, like looking up at a clock to see what time it is yeah. when you check it. And I, I almost feel like it's a little more natural to look away and up than it is to look directly to your side. Yeah. Like, and with that, you know, uh, it, I'm looking at my DAW a lot longer than I am looking at my metering. So sure. uh, my metering is is looking up and doing checks. Um, I put my AB stuff up there mm-hmm. and AB and listen. And uh, and usually I'm not, I, I don't have to look at the AB when I'm doing, I just got to get lined up on it. And then I, uh, um, you know, and then I just click and then I like to try to fool myself and not know which side of the AB I'm on, um, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and I do that on purpose and, um, and that way that I, it, it's a self check, um, that I'm hearing my changes the way that I, yeah. uh, that I think I'm hearing them, you know? So I just, I, I, I hit my tendency. I look away. I just, I look away from my, uh, my keyboard when i really want to fine tune or, or listen i uh, that's my i or, often or close shut. my eyes you know? yeah i i yeah i don't trust myself to do that so i just or i just look down <laughs> and listen mm-hmm, mm-hmm, close your mm-hmm. eyes and then you delete your whole session <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to do that <laughs> uh I'm like wait what did i just click on yeah 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 that's the <laughs> that's the rally cry of the of the damned <laughs> what did I just click on? <laughs> so yeah, so tuning to ergonomics, I guess tuning your ergonomics. Tuning your ergonomics. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> tuning your workstation and your guitars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. Dial it in. It, let it be until it's no longer serving you. Yeah. Once you get it like the way that you want, uh, I mean, I haven't had a desire to change anything in here since I've uh, redone everything. And I just, you know, it came from the, a lot of thought. And uh, there's been additions, but anything that I have laid out here has been working for me. Um, and then from that, and I know I've talked about this before, is that uh, set things up and use them for a while and then decide yeah. what needs improvement from there. And like exactly. for me, you know, so I, now um, I, I'm into this setup for quite a long time now. 
And I'm like, it's the desk. The desk right. is, is the weak link here, you know, for, uh, for this. So it's, and as much as I'd like to get more outboard gear and everything, the, uh, the desk is actually, I think the highest and most important priority of the studio setup right now. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. I mean, when I started, you know, recording and mixing, I was literally in a closet with a TV tray with my computer on the TV tray. So this is a, you know, it's been a gradual process, but you're yeah. right from, I haven't done a lot here since I originally set it up, except some like moving things away from the wall a little more, adding some hooks to hang cables. But yeah, it's just at some point it becomes fine tuning, but you have to start doing it because it can look great on paper, but you be, you can, you know, it can not feel right. And you just got to work with your setup, work with what you got, improve it. You know, this is my first desk. And oh, okay. I got this through, uh, we have like a, um, it's called a restore and, uh, you know, it's donated and used, oh. uh, um, furniture and appliances and all kinds of stuff. And, and they, uh, support like Habitat for Humanity. And so all the stuff like gets, uh, gets used for Habitat, but then you can go in and, and, uh, and shop there too. And so I picked this up, uh, secondhand and it was in perfect shape, you know, for very little. Yeah. And, uh. You know, this is a glass top, but then I tricked it out. I think it's trick anyway. Um, <laughs> I like this, it. Some, uh, this uh, material that I got from a fabric store. Yeah. And uh, and that was because of the reflections were ridiculous coming oh. off the glass top. Um, this is a felt back material, and it actually helps a great deal with uh, with reflections and comb filtering right here at the desk. Oh, um, nice. And uh, if anything, it's uh, I have a little bit of an angle on it, but not enough because there's some adjustable screw height adjustment um, pins mm -hmm. all the way around it, you know, and so I got a little bit of an angle on it so that it's not a direct flat surface, but uh, it's not enough. Like 10 degrees is, it would be preferable where you, you got a pretty good slope on it. So that's cool. But yeah, there you have it. That's uh, <laughs> my take on what my needs are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think we covered uh, as much as we could of ergonomics and tuning. <laughs> <laughs> i think the, the the most important point of the the tuning section of our discussion is use a tuner yes you know? use a tuner whatever you know <laughs> they're not expensive and they have them like right there next time you go to buy guitar strings they're right there at the freaking counter just pick one up yeah. <laughs> you know or the, i mean i don't care if it's the old kind that you had a blow in you know and uh, <laughs> i don't remember those no oh i've got one in my first guitar case um and it, uh, oh, it like had, a pitch pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. And it had, uh, it had the major scale on it. That was a um, 440 by the way. Yep. <laughs> we should check that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Cause if, if it is dead on 440, then you're going to, from here on out, going to be known as 440 Matt. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's what I need. Another nickname. All right. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> all right everybody um, have a great week have a great week thanks for listening thanks for checking us Thank out you. and uh don't forget we are now on patreon we are on patreon and youtube and youtube we want you to know about youtube because nobody knows about YouTube. <laughs> apparently nobody knows about patreon either but <laughs> i think they'll find the youtube first yeah yeah i'll start promoting so find that. us on youtube and there's links there to patreon there you go and we would love your support <laughs> if you like what we do and want to help support us then check out our patreon thanks Thanks. Have a great week. All right. Peace or cheers. That's what I say. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Later.
Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>